from the Global Newsroom, this is Breaking News. And a very good Friday afternoon. Let's get right to it. Jump right in. Chair girl back in court today for what we thought would be sentencing. 20-year-old, sorry, Marcella Zoya pleading guilty, of course, back in November to mischief causing danger to life after she was taped, videotaped. Throwing that chair off a balcony onto the uh, Gardner Expressway. Let's go right to the courtroom. 640 Toronto's Dave Woodard has just emerged from there. Uh, Dave, what is the very latest? So we don't have a, uh, any sentence today. That will be given March 12th. So today we heard uh, the sentencing hearing, uh, sentencing, uh, sentencing submissions uh, from both the Crown and from uh, Marcella Zoya's lawyer. Uh, which took, obviously, all of the morning session. Uh, and uh, so because there was three hours uh, of submission, they weren't able to uh, deliver anything today. All right. Uh, what exactly is both the Crown and the defense is saying when it comes to a sentencing? Are they wildly uh, apart, Dave? So what the Crown is asking for in terms of a sentence is four to six months jail time. Uh, but also asking for 240 hours of community service, uh, two years probation. And this one's kind of interesting to me, which is uh, some kind of prohibition from her being on social media for uh, a period of time. That is very vague, but and I don't know if it's even enforceable, but it is something that uh, they're asking for. Meanwhile, the uh, defense is asking for a suspended sentence uh, but it's also saying that it would submit to two years probation, so that would be okay. The community service would be fine. Uh, also, uh, would go under or undergo some counseling for alcoholism, which is something that uh, the defense was saying was the issue, uh, saying that uh, her drinking uh, basically directly uh, is related to this incident. All right. How much of a surprise is it we did not get a sentence here this afternoon? Is this something that uh, typically uh, the justice, uh, the judge in this case, has heard both sides, has to go away now and uh, consider uh, what uh, both arguments have been and then come back with a final decision? Yeah, I don't think it was overly, uh, I wouldn't say that. I was hoping that we would get to an end today. I'm not incredibly surprised. I spoke with uh, Greg Leslie, who is Zoya's lawyer, yesterday, um, and he said, well, today's the submissions. Uh, We don't know if we'll get a sentence. Uh, And before uh, we all went into the courtroom this morning, uh, I did speak to the Crown, who uh, Heather Keating, uh, who said she really didn't think that we'd get a sentence today, but you never know. Um, and so because it was three hours worth of submissions, kind of going through every uh, little bit of uh, information, uh, I- including still photos, we saw the video yet again of uh, Zoya dressed all in black, throwing the uh, chair over the side of the balcony and onto um, the road below. Uh, so after all of that, I, I figured that we probably wouldn't get a sentence, but you never know in these cases. All right. And again, we're now waiting uh, next month. It's uh, March. We'll get the uh, final verdict or I guess final sentence. That's right. It's actually the Thursday before March break for the kids. So uh, I'm sure it won't be. It's going to be at 10 a.m. Um, the uh, the justice in the case, Mara Green, she said that it will be at least 30 minutes. Uh, before she's able to uh, give her sentence. Uh, she'll have to give her reasoning behind that, uh, and then we'll go from there. All right, just uh, finally, uh, Dave, I understand that Zoya herself uh, made a statement in the court today. Is that right? 
That's right. After the submissions were made, she did make a brief statement. It was uh, read off of uh, a piece of paper that she wrote it all down on. Uh, she apologized uh, at least twice uh, during that statement, saying that uh, she didn't mean to harm anyone um, and that she's willing to accept whatever punishment the court deems uh, deems reasonable in this case. So is that kind of the first contrition we have seen from uh, Zoya here? And I'm just uh, wondering, and I'm sure everybody is listening to this uh, right now, Dave, give us uh, your take uh, witnessing this firsthand. You say she read this off a piece of paper. It was a statement. Uh, was it at all heartfelt? You know, it, it depends on who you ask. Obviously, uh, you know, through the Crown submissions as well as what we've seen on social media, uh, it, it's hard to determine remorse. Her lawyer has maintained throughout the entire thing that she's been very remorseful about this. That's why she pled guilty in the first place. Um, but this is the first we've heard from her. Every time that there's been any kind of uh, Marcella Zoya sighting outside the courtroom. She doesn't talk to reporters. Uh, she doesn't talk to the media. She basically does everything she does um, on social media. And to that, actually, Greg Leslie pointed and said, you know, this is just what somebody in her position does. She's a young woman who's going out and enjoying her life, and that's what they do. They post it on social media. So uh, while we may see it as a lack of remorse, uh, Greg Leslie is arguing that it's, it's actually just what kids do. All right, Greg reporting as always. 640 Toronto's Dave Woodard just outside the uh, courtroom there. Dave, uh, thanks for this. Appreciate it. Thank you. And let's uh, welcome in next uh, Joe Newberger, 640 Toronto criminal law expert, for more analysis uh, on this. And uh, Joe, good afternoon. First of all, uh, I want your take on uh, Zoya's statement. As we just heard Dave Woodard report, this is the first time we've heard her speak on this uh, publicly. How much will that weigh in when it comes to the judge's decision uh, when it comes to sentencing? Well, it, it has some impact because it's good to stand up and make an expression of remorse and apologize to the court. It's always a good thing. Whether she, it's written down or not, I think it's fine. Um, what's more significant to a court in sentencing is that she did enter guilty pleas and um, not force this to trial for some whatever reason. And although the case may be seeming you know, to be a slam dunk for the Crown, you never know. Sometimes people do string things out. So she did resolve it, which I think is good. So when you take the two into consideration, there is some remorse there, uh, but it's not going to be dispositive here. What's most important, I think, for the judge to assess is what danger was created by this reckless action and what would be an appropriate sentence to meet the ends of all the principles that she has to consider. All right, so that is the major consideration of the uh, justice uh, moving forward after hearing uh, three hours of back and forth between both the uh, Crown and the defense today. Yeah, and, and it's and it's reasonable for the judge to put it over because she wants to write out a decision and she wants to address all the issues at play. And, you know, we do see now with the, the incident with the airplane that people are doing things for the purpose of posting up on the Internet and social media in order to gain some notoriety. So I think, you know, the court can't be, you know, dismisses of that uh, too easily because that's a factor as to how that impacts upon the public. And so if somebody else wants to do this, the idea of general deterrence as one of the sentencing principles takes on more of a significant factor uh, because of this type of behavior and its general impact and what other people may do uh, similar uh, 
in similar circumstances. Okay, so that will be taken into consideration by the justice uh, when the sentence uh, comes down, is sending a message to others? Because uh, uh, I think some people would argue, is that fair to uh, Zoya in this case? Should she just be uh, sentenced and punished for her act and her act uh, alone, rather than uh, being used as uh, a vessel, if you will, to send a message uh, to the greater populace? Yeah, no, it's a very standard principle that there's general and specific deterrence. So specific is to deter uh, Ms. Zoya from doing this type of behavior again, but there's also a component that speaks to the public at large and other would-be offenders who would do something of a similar nature. And, and the idea is that you have an appropriate sentence that sends a message to other would-be offenders that you will be punished for this. Don't do it. I've never been a great believer of the impact of general deterrence, because when people are about to do things, they generally think about that case that was in the news two years ago or look up case law. That being said, it still is a sound sentencing principle. And especially now when we see people are doing stunts and putting it on social media, I think general deterrence and denunciation take on more significant aspects in sentencing. All right, Joe, we heard the Crown argue today that they're looking for four to six months. Plus, uh, quite interestingly, they also want to see some sort of social media ban for a period of of time for uh, Zoya. Just how realistic or practical is that? I mean, the court can issue a ban, but how tough would that be to enforce? Well, if she's on probation, um, you know, the probation officer will ask her and police can do checks on a probation order. I mean, you can certainly see if somebody has posted anything on Instagram, you know, even though it may be marked private, there are ways you can try and deal with it. Um, You know, in this day and age, it's very easy to access social media through various sources and maybe not have it traced back to you, but it's appropriate to put into place because if, if it's found by the judge that this was done for the purpose of one of the purposes was posting on the internet and to gain some notoriety, a ban from accessing any social media is uh, a good component on a probation order. She should be able to access it for work or education, but not for um, her own personal purposes. All right. Her attorneys, the defense arguing for a suspended uh, sentence uh, today. Uh, typically, does a justice kind of meet both sides in the middle when it comes to sentencing? And would you predict something like a suspended sentence, but maybe the social media ban plus hours of community service? Would that make maybe the most sense? It depends. I mean, this is a very experienced judge. She was a, a very experienced and excellent defense lawyer before she went to the bench, and I know she'll try and be very fair and, and meet out the right sentence. It would not be a, a situation of some sort of compromise between the two points. She may come to the conclusion that jail in this case would be too severe, but a more stringent probation order with community service, banning on access, social media, et cetera, would be more appropriate paying back to the community sometimes is is just as effective. I think, on the other hand, there's a very strong argument for some uh, custody in order to deter other types of offenses like this because the, you know, the consequences could have been severe. And so the judge might say some period of custody to be served on weekends would be appropriate. I, I'm really not sure where Her Honor is going to wind up here. I don't think it'll be four to six months. I think it would be less than that, but I I don't necessarily think it'll be a suspended sentence, but, you know, I've been wrong before, so who knows? (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we'll all find out in a month's time from now. Joe Newberger, 640 Toronto criminal law expert. Joe, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy your weekend. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure and take care. You as well, sir.